I'm your host, Riem Zin Labidin, and you are listening to Tech Tag Podcast. Today, our guest is Shamsuddin Bouzayen. He's a front-end developer at Claimsforce. Shamsuddin is a friend. I met with him in Hamburg. He's from Tunisia. And one day we were talking with some friends, trying to convince them how much awesome to study and work in IT field. Shamsuddin shared about how he started, etc. And I was very inspired. I told him, please be my guest in TechTac and share with us about your journey. And he accepted. <laughs> I'm very excited to have him today. So now, let's meet with Shams and learn more about his journey. Hello, Shams. Welcome to TikTok. Hello. Hello, Yam. Thank you for hosting me. I'm glad to have you here. Introduce yourself and uh, tell us some fun facts about yourself so we can know you more. <laughs> okay, so I'm Shams Dimbuzayam. I'm 27 years old. I work as a front-end developer in Claimsforce company based in Hamburg, Germany. Fun fact, I would think like I would derail this talk as much as I can and I would keep talking until you stop me maybe. <laughs> but yeah, well, let's see. Yeah, it's all right. Tell us how did you start your journey into programming and into IT in general, like the very first step. The very first step. So I was born in it, I would think, like my father was an architect, but he had like this passion for uh, programming and learning about software. So since I was like, I think five years old, my father like got me computer was like Pentium one uh, computer was like very basic, compact. I still have it. And at that time, he was like a bit teaching me about the computer and stuff. So I was like sticking to it. But was mostly for me at first was to just play games, install software, but I always like liked doing that. Then I would think like I was 12 or 13, like my father bought this book for 3ds Max and it was like 3D modeling software. Mm -hmm. And in this book, there were like a tutorial on how to teach you how to build a chess set in 3D. So, and the idea was like in my mind, like, like it, it was a kid passion. Like what I, what I thought at that moment, wouldn't it be like very cool if I do this? Like I would be very cool. Like that's what kept me going. I thought like, I'm going to be cool now. <laughs> so uh, I started learning from the book and my father helped me around a bit because the uh, book was French. I was bad in French, but I made it. I built four of the, of the set in, uh, of chess. Then that enjoyment of me achieving that goal gave me like this feeling. I felt like I can't feel anything as much as I can feel like uh, the moment when I achieve something. And it was like the first thing I did was in IT. So that's why like I kept getting connected to it. I wasn't like when I grew up, I wasn't like very popular uh, guy or I wasn't like very good in sports or anything. So it was for me very obvious that it was like that the field was I feel like I'm I'm succeeding somehow. Also in mm -hmm. my studies, I was not that good. But like in that thing, I was good. I was depressed. I go on the laptop. I was like, I feel stupid. I open the laptop. So it was like, that was the thing that gives me comfort that, hey, you are not, you're not bad. You're, you can do something, you know? That was the idea yeah. that kept me going. And yeah, then, um, then I remember like I had like two friends 
for that, like the same situation uh, like me, we're like total losers. And we started tinkering around. So I had like the internet, I had like when I was like 13, 14 years old. So I remember one time we were discussing the idea of having a website. And, mm-hmm. and my father at that time had his own website where he shares his like AutoCAD thingies, like assets for building blueprints and stuff. And he told us, I remember one day he told us, like, if you build like a good website, you can like add Google ads and you can make money out of it. And that idea was like what started all. Like the moment I knew like I can make money out of the internet, uh, at that point, I was like, I need to do this. So yeah, with the help of these two guys, we started, we built our own first like blog. It was like software sharing platform. We shared software. So people requested software. It was like mm-hmm. simple blog. You can say, hey, I want like this software that does this and this. And we posted that software and we had like a Facebook page at that time that we used to promote the website. So mo- mostly we got the requests on the Facebook page. Then we add them to the blog and then we share them. And turn out it really makes money. So that, that made, made us money very easily. And we started exploring more. And, and, and also like this dynamic between me and these two friends helped me a lot because everyone was like exploring something and every day like, hey, I found this, I found that, I found this. And, yeah, and I think also what also like drove, drove us deeper. I remember one of these guys like one day told me like it would be awesome if we can hack other websites and we can put our own ads on the on those websites then we will be really rich so at that time uh, there was like so many modded scripts for websites for phpb wordpress plugins they were all like we uh, like they were not free mm-hmm. and what we basically did we cloned this uh, famous website that cracked these versions and we embedded our so our first like really handmade php file because before that we were like experts in copy pasting and learning things onto the internet so this time we created like our first file was a malicious file that basically get you when you install the script or the plugin because every plugin will ask you for the uh, sql database user name and uh, password Mm -hmm. and he basically emails us the guy after he set up his platform he emails us his credentials and most of the time people were like in that time nobody cared about security and the password yeah. would be his cpanel password his like website password and everything and like we try mm-hmm. and then we start getting bigger and we like we did bigger scams to be honest like to go on this and we put it we put this ads in multiple websites but then we got discovered by google and we uh, lost a bit of money on it but the experience is like we learned a lot through that and also the power that we felt. So that's also what kept me like thinking about it. Like for the first time, I felt like I have the knowledge to do really something, you know, even yeah. if it, it was bad at that moment. But I felt like I can really use my brain. And every time like someone was using this scripts or also sometimes we built also scripts that were not malicious. But every time like someone uses it, we felt like we are very, very intelligent. Hey, we are very good. And that, yeah. that's and that that like dopamine shot kept us like we should build more we should build more so we built like a couple of platforms we also uh, put us into trouble because at that time uh, before it was not a problem like that you have a platform that's selling or basically sharing like cracked software but then like each year it's becoming harder each year like we couldn't like make money out of it and we started like thinking we should learn more about programming not like being script kiddies and doing mm-hmm. this like um, 
stupid stuff. So that, that was the beginning for me at all. That wow. era was like the golden one, yeah. <laughs> very impressive. You started very young. Like also when you learned, you were in Tunisia, right? Yeah. yeah at that yeah, time. Yeah. And uh, I wonder about the advertisements. How uh, how we got paid. Yeah, mean? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Google Ads pays by Western Union, no problem. Oh, like Google Ads pays interesting. by... Uh, like, we turn out like it's very easy to uh, to make money on the internet at that point. So that's what we learned. Wow. And that thing made us... Like, we were like fans of the, of the IT in general before. But at that time, we knew that we have like the mindset. We knew that we didn't have the skill. But we had the mindset of making profit out of it. So we're like, at that point time... No one of us was like good programmer or could be called a programmer. So like declaring a variable was for us like a big win mm -hmm. at that time. But without that knowledge, we were already making something. So we thought like now we should learn. So we improve a bit mm -hmm. and we can ex exploit it more. And also at that time, also I had like uh, an uncle who, uh, go, who bought me a book for C++. C++. Mm -hmm. And I started learning C++ at that time, but didn't like heavily use it in these things because we were like really focused on web. And I remember also the year like Flappy Birds was uh, was a hit, like when Flappy Birds started. That's when I when I learned Java. So it was all, always like money trouble. So mm -hmm. we learned like uh, like Flappy Birds making a lot of money. So everyone got like, I remember before, like uh, open classroom becomes open classroom. It's called being called Seed de Zero. It was a French website. Yeah. And we download like the the course from there and we started like building our own Flappy Bird clones and going through Android and building like, but we were like super basic. We didn't have tools. We didn't have good laptops. We didn't, but no matter how small the achievement was, it was an achievement. We were very happy. We were very happy. Also when we got caught like, hacking people or doing something bad we were <laughs> proud of it even when we were like doing something stupid we were proud of it because we are making something like some someone is talking like i remember like because we were very stupid we shared our own email for this like scam we did and like people figure out who we are already but we didn't care we didn't care we didn't care we kept going we kept always coming like with tricks something to improve and also in that time so i was exploring a lot so every subject i found like I was exploring it. Security, security was like at that time was like super impressive because I I thought like it's a very good deal. So to make money, we found out like if we sell courses to teach people, and trust me, like mm -hmm. 16 years old, wow, we did that. We did a course teaching people Perl programming mm -hmm. language and some security basics. And us, we didn't really know this stuff, but we didn't care. For us, do it. Wow. Just do it, just do it. And like we made like very good presentation out of it. We didn't make a lot uh, like with this course, but people bought it. People like joined, we got videos. So what we did is like we, we had like videos and we just sell them to people. So that's the idea. So we sell you like the suit and then we give you like some help. Let's say for seven days, you can get support to learn those stuff. And after that, it hit me that I was like good in 3D modeling. And this is because of my father. He was like always pushing me to help him do, do, do this 3D stuff. Mm -hmm. So why not like build website? So legit website this time <laughs> to teach people about 3D modeling, graphics, 
and all of those things. At that time, also, I was like into that. So it was like for me a cycle. So every time I found something new, I need to do that. I need to do that. Like if it's fancy, it fancies me. How how are they building this? How how is this working? So I started learning that and teaching it. And I figured out at that point, like teaching stuff makes you like very, very good. So because people will ask you the questions that you never ask yourself. So we start, so I start this website on my own. And then I had the YouTube channel, taught people stuff. This was back in 2010, 2011. And it was working good, but didn't make a lot of money like the other websites. So I think after one year, I ditched that, I think, or one, two years. But, but I learned a lot through it. That was like the teenage part. Uh, yeah. That was we, we developed our skills. That's very cool. And at the same time, you were studying. Uh, yeah. I... Did you choose uh, informatics to study uh, the <laughs> same? This is a funny story. This is a funny story because I was into informatics, but because I remember at that time, I liked the girl she, and she wanted to go to informatics. Mm -hmm. But she, uh, when I asked her out, she said, no, I didn't go to informatics. Because I didn't want her to think that I want to go to informatics because of her. So I want science. That's why I chose science. Like, this is a very fa true fact that my friends knew. And yeah, so I studied science. And my idea was to finish my studies and to join a university in Amsterdam. So I was also uh, trying to learn some, uh, some language at that time. Then after I finished my... Uh, My high school, I remember. So I, I had like big trouble back then. So I have, had had a big problem. So I couldn't go in the end. Like I, I lost one year, and I couldn't go to the uh, to Amsterdam after like what I did. And I really oh. like worked hard for it. Like I started like before I go there. Like in my last years of high school, I was committed and started getting certificates. Went to competitions and stuff, and I really wanted that. And I remember like in the embassy, they told me, if you're going to apply for the visa, you need to be a student here, then you can get your visa. So I applied for every uh, university uh, in Naples because my friends were there. Okay. I, I, I didn't care which, uh, which university because in my mind, I will not uh, study there. Mm -hmm. And I failed the year. So then, uh, and yeah, and they put me in economics and business degree. Mm -hmm. That was my luck, basically. So what I did is I, so I, uh, so I hated like at that time. I hated like the idea of informatics, everything about. It. I was depressed. I hated what I did. So I thought, okay, I will go back now to Tunisia and just work as an accounting or, or whatever. So I I bailed on myself and I came back and I started studying accounting, mm -hmm. and but during that time. I, I had like freelancing jobs and, the, and they were like coming from me, like because of the small, like things that I did before. So I got like help also from family members that like also supported me, getting me clients, building like small websites for companies and stuff. So they really supported me, but I was working on it and saying like, why, why I'm doing this? Why I'm like still doing this stuff. And like, it felt super bad for me, like to see my dream go away. Mm -hmm. of becoming like this software engineer and stuff and i was thinking maybe i should bail on the, the second year and go like to another university but then i thought like i would be like flowing against 
the waves and one time it hit me and I told myself I will do it by my own I don't need anybody I'm already good that this like sometimes mm -hmm. the ego helps so, <laughs> yeah. and also like I had another friend who's like was in the same situation as me so I kept going but it was it was hard while studying because it, like in the morning I'm studying accounting at night I'm reading about uh, development language I started like really learning stuff really reading books trying mm -hmm. to get myself better because at, at that time I felt super insecure not like before because like I didn't know what people are really studying in like the university so I was like I thought like these people are, must be like super smart and must be like I don't know anything about it so I kept like that was keep, that was a good thing and a bad thing because like it was very good because I didn't know what 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 goal should I reach so I kept going mm -hmm. very fast I didn't care what should I learn and stuff uh, and think like third year I finished the degree and before that I applied for job the second day like I got the degree today the second day I went for an interview for an interview and I started like working on a startup so yeah and uh, in uh, IT field and yeah, not, in uh... IT, yeah yeah in IT, yeah I never worked in accounting like I don't mm. know anything about accounting now I forget <laughs> everything but yeah but what I learned is like sometimes it's not like something giving but sometimes if you really hang to something you really stick with it you may win you may it's not given but you may and it depends on how much effort you put into it so I think like if you really want something you really need to put everything and I risked my career because at that time I could have like went for another job and the job I got as a startup was not that good of a job it's just for me it was any job for me will be good mm -hmm. and yeah that's that's how I started like in, in this yeah that's very impressive. And you self-doubt. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Self-doubt, yeah, yeah. Learn it. Yeah, yeah. I learned everything on, on my own. But mm -hmm. then, like, when I started working, also, like, co-workers helped, projects helped, challenges helped, and always, like, put myself in very, 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 very bad situations to make the good out of it. So that's what I learned. If you feel like you are mastering your situation, like, you feel like you are really good in your place, you should leave like the you are losing time you are losing yourself you are losing your skill because skill gets refined in bad situation not like in a good situation like if you find like in your job you are the best one or like you feel like you are very good you should stop working there you should work on another environment which challenge you gives you more problems and that's how i evolved very fast because i kept putting myself in the worst situations you can ever imagine so i kept pushing 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 and i like did freelancing working teaching people i taught in universities like i did this all in uh, the same time working oh. weekends i don't do this anymore but at that time i was committed to prove myself to prove to me and to everyone that i, that I made it because even when i was working i didn't believe myself at that mm -hmm. time and then i kept going i kept going and that's how like i uh, i make it like and also one like i can tell you like one story would show you like how much I was committed to this. So one day I was like, in the first startup, it was going good at, for me in the end of the year. But then I wanted like to go to a bigger, uh, bigger company, bigger challenge. I like, I found like this startup was willing also to pay me very good. Mm -hmm. So they were starting and stuff. And I felt like it was like good challenge. So I had an interview with them at 13, uh, around lunch. Uh, 1 p.m., yeah. And yeah, and 
my uh, I was in a taxi at eight going to this uh, coffee shop for to wait for the guy so the meeting was at one but I was going at mm, eight since the morning and in the way and in the way my father got a car accident oh my god so I went to the hospital put my father in radiology and I didn't know if my father will live or not and I went for the interview and got the job that's what that's for me is the price for you if you want to really succeed like I I didn't like like going there I didn't want to go there but the idea for me is like if I go today I will make to myself an example that I will follow for the rest of my life so if I do something very very hard today tomorrow I can't bail tomorrow I will say on that day I did it then I should keep doing it because I I sacrificed yeah. yesterday how can I bail today but if you you don't sacrifice stuff you don't you don't like build value for yourself that you you try to live for you know that's the idea so yeah that's how much i was committed wow and you try your best to like uh, despite the obstacles that you have faced it uh, i can yeah. imagine how hard the situation was uh, this is about like the next job in uh, the bigger bigger company compared to the first startup or Yeah, and at first I started like a full stack uh, developer. I worked there full stack developer six months. Then I had the opportunity, and this is how like you should take opportunities. And like they had someone who left, then another guy who left. So they were like really in a very bad position mm-hmm. at that time, and they wanted like a new team for this product they're gonna build. It was very sophisticated. This like blockchain technology was like for me. Was like on it like just for six months, and they needed like a new team lead, and they needed a team also like very fast. So what I did, I went to them without them asking me. I went to them. I told them like I can be the next team lead, and I will get you the team very fast. Mm-hmm. And they needed people like with experience in blockchain and stuff. And then yeah, I worked there as team lead for about one year, and I had like ten people working with me in my team. Like, and also like it was like very good challenge this company because we had like people working from abroad remotely from india from china from paris so we had like really remote team so i really improved my skills in communication how like to lead and to, it was an awesome journey for me like i think like that experience changed changed me like from just a developer to like how to manage a team in a development environment so it was like very different and we had all the we had interns we had a lot of people and also like through this company i had like the opportunity to teach people in other like companies about the technology we are building and about like blockchain technology so it was like a really big step for me this company mm-hmm. but yeah um after but after that I, like i worked like weekends i worked like At night, worked too much in that company, so I got burned out. Mm-hmm. So I had to, uh, I had to leave. I stayed at home, I think, for two months to recover because I really wow. abused myself. It, it was not them; they didn't push me to do it. But for me, I was like living it. I had, I was like on a, on a train. I didn't like even know that I that I was lost. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like today, if you tell me like to work, like. On a weekend, I would say no, but at that time, like I was working like every weekend for five months, I didn't even notice like it was bad or like I have to have a social life or I have to do something. 
Mm-hmm. No, for me, it was fun. It was a challenge. I had to win. Like, that's what kept me going. So I left. Then I decided, like, I need, like, a job that's more uh, more subtle, more, like, job. Like, I, I will not work on weekends on. And also, like, I couldn't, like, tell this company after I worked one year, like, working, like, weekends and stuff. Told them, like, today I'm just going to stop and be, like, a slacker. I had a company that I can assure me from the start that I will be uh, covered without like working on uh, weekends and stuff. So I started searching for like multiple companies. I had like so many interviews, but every time I go to the company at that time, they give me like an opportunity as a team lead or as like, or something with a management position. Mm-hmm. And I knew at that time that was hard. That was really hard to manage a team. Takes responsibility. Effort, takes time, it's responsibility. You can't go home early. And every time I had like an interview, like the best company will tell you like you can go home at nine at that time. Wow. So yeah, and then uh, one time I found like this company. Uh, it was like a job. It was like it was like a company which hires people to work on the healthcare systems. So they had clients which built like healthcare system, and they only specialize in healthcare systems so yeah i went to this company and also like the salary that we're giving was very good so i couldn't say no to be honest and then i started with them the job was quite good and fun at first then after that we had covid or like before covid so we, we went like fully remote and this like was like a very good uh, journey also for me because like sorry i interrupted yeah. was it in tunisia uh yeah yeah it was in tunisia okay Yeah, it was also in Tunisia. So, uh, so yeah, after like six months or seven months, like they had like COVID going and like, and they already like was giving us like two days of remote work every week. So mm-hmm. it was easy to transition. And we had like already like members that are like from Italy, from, uh, uh, I think from uh, Spain. So we had like a lot of remote developers already. So it was not a problem. We didn't need to be in the same office. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we went like uh, fully remote, and I like the experience. I traveled a lot through this uh, through this time. I enjoyed it very, very much mm-hmm. because like I ha- had the freedom to work from anywhere, and they were very flexible. So they gave me time. They gave me like the opportunity to do whatever. And and yeah, and also like after I think one year, I don't know like after some time. They got me. Uh, they gave me another offer to be a team lead, but that, at that time I was like very familiar with the software and the dynamic and everything. So I thought like, why not? Because like this is easier for me. Mm-hmm. So I started working as a uh, as a front end team lead for them, and I had like three uh, three or two clients. We kept developing and building software for them, and like also like this company, like was very flexible that we can try stuff. This like you can't get. A lot of times, so most people were not like very uh, keen, like to trying and testing new things. But mm-hmm. well, this company was really trying to evolve and trying to get everybody on board. Like, if you had an idea, you are welcome. If you want, like, to improve the product, you are welcome. So it was not like uh, just going have tickets, work on them, and go home. So they really gave us some space, and that helped everyone to move. That's nice. Yeah. After that, what happened? Yeah, after that, my friends started going out from the country. Everyone was like going, some people going to Munich, 
like these two friends I told you about that we mm -hmm. started together. One of them went to Munich, the other is in Paris. And it was like, and also other people left. So I was really left alone in the end. Mm -hmm. And before I never thought about the idea of leaving. So then it started feeling boring. I, we had like uh, with some friends, we had like uh, meetups, we created like a community, we had meetups and stuff, but that was not enough. Mm -hmm. And with all of the COVID stuff, it was boring, it was being boring. So I thought to myself, I should find something new. But like I started like applying in Tunisia at first, but then I didn't find something that I really liked. And most of the better companies than mine were like well structured very much like I work in like factories and I hate like that environment I was mm. I always like like to be flexible and stuff and they were not like very welcoming of me because also I'm a self-taught and that's also always on my CV and mm -hmm. like the bigger companies are very strict on this stuff there mm. and they can be very stupid about it so yeah so I thought they like ask I a should... lot about the di uh, diploma and yeah yeah, yeah. The they, th that matters yeah. for them yeah that matters for them so then what I did is I, I said, like, I need to uh, go to another place, basically. So I start applying. I got, at first, I was, like, I was very lazy. I didn't really need, want to move too far. I applied in Morocco, mm -hmm. Egypt. But then, like, the salaries turned out they're not that good in Morocco mm -hmm. or neither in, uh, in Egypt. So but I was determined at that time to find a new job. And I had, like, this friend who was in Berlin. And he told me, like, you need to apply in Germany. And it was like, my mind, my mind, like, I'm self-taught. Nobody will accept me. Nobody, like, they're Germans. And Germans are very strict about paper and stuff. That's the idea we get. Yeah. So, yeah, and I opened LinkedIn. And I was, like, very demotivated to even do it. Mm -hmm. And searched for easy apply. An offer that has been there less than a week with less than 10 applicants. That was my filter. I applied for four jobs. The first job, I got the first interview, then didn't re respond anymore. The second job, I went with them. So didn't oh. really, wasn't like very, very hard to find. So I had like an um, interview process, like about six interviews. Mm -hmm. Then uh, they told me, you're like, you're accepted. And trust me, the day they told me you're accepted and stuff, I didn't believe them. I didn't ne never like thought, I was not, I would think I was never super optimistic about it, that I will make it that way, but I was trying, you know, but it was also from the start. So, and before that I had like another company was going with uh, to Paris, I think, and we, I lost the contract because of COVID and I started like mm -hmm. being uh, a bad contract at that time. So yeah, they told me you were coming and then I spent four months, I think. And then I moved here to Hamburg and I didn't really got the time to prepare because I didn't believe I would come. So I didn't do anything. I stayed there. And the day I got my visa, after four, four days, I left. I didn't really say goodbye to anyone. I left. I didn't tell anybody, any of my friends. Mm -hmm. I was I was like super sad about it because I never like really thought about leaving, even while doing the process. Yeah. So the day when I knew that I'm leaving, I was like shocked. So I didn't do anything. And then I came here after two days, we, I started working. So basically it was like very fast. Wow. So that's it. Um, some people like would say like this part of getting the job is was like a lucky shot. I wouldn't think like it's always like that. 
sometimes you just go on lucky strike and that at that moment like my luck a bit changed but a bit but mm. i worked for it and that's what what we should think about it yeah, like, for sure. you should work and the luck will come because you need to have the assets to be uh, to yeah. have the luck without the assets you even if you are lucky you will not win yeah you need to be good at something and then you are lucky then you win but if yeah. you are lucky and you are bad sorry you will not make it yeah it's like like you need to be prepared for the opportunities otherwise you cannot um, be there like yeah. i don't think that someone will come to you and offer you yeah yeah for uh, sure that that, that never happens that you, that never yeah happens. yeah yeah it should be you should be active you should try even like I was pessimistic about it, but I tried, you know, it doesn't hurt to be try, to try. You should always try. That's what, that's what I think. If you are too afraid to try, then you lost. That's the idea. If you, and that's what I learned. Like, if you are afraid, you should try it at that moment. Because if you don't try, like, the, the small things, mm -hmm. you would build the habit of always trying to avoid the things that are, that are scary for you then you become a total loser that's what happens like no no this is hard no this is i don't uh, because you are afraid of losing you you create this habit and you think no i want to be in my comfort zone and it, i want to be no that's that's total nonsense you are mm -hmm. you just built yourself a coward personality and everyone can go go out of it because if you try and fail you will learn it's nothing because mm -hmm. before that now i'm talking about how i succeeded but i failed thousands of times I, I put my resumes in so many companies and they never returned to me. They never talked with me. And, and that's normal. That's what you, what you should expect. You should expect to fail or, or you'll never win. How is winning if you don't fail? That's, uh, that's what, you, what you should all learn. And this is how also like failure will challenge you to learn more and to improve. And this is how you grow. You can grow and become better to be ready for better opportunities until you reach the yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the idea. It's like you just fail, then there is something wrong. You improve, you come exactly. back, something wrong. You improve, you keep tweaking until you find the solution. That's, that's the idea. If you lose and go home, you, you accept losing and start. just... Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the wrong thing about it. So, yeah. and that's what I learned through like, for me, like what builds this idea of failing for me is like, because I really knew how to fail. I did, I did all the wrong stuff. I, I, I failed, like I failed also to go into school of IT. I was never a good student. I was ne I, I never had good grades until I was in accounting and accounting I was good. And that's, that's not a good thing, but, but like, I was never like someone who like studies a lot or do a lot of stuff, but like if you keep pushing your passion you will succeed eventually but like for yeah. example we should follow is always to keep trying until you make it that's the idea yeah and uh, your experience is very impressive how you started uh, f uh, like uh, since you were very young and you kept going even uh, it's not the same direction as your uh, education path but uh, you found your passion early yeah and this is how you developed and you went through many experiences and you you yeah. got to experience uh, different job positions. Yeah, and, that's, yeah the, that's, that's the idea. Like, like, I also like gave up a couple of times. That's what happened. Like, 
you will get depressed. You, maybe you will cry mm-hmm. if you lose too much. Maybe you will feel like, hey, I'm stupid. Everyone is winning, but I'm losing every day. And you will get depressed. But if you really like what you like, if that's what you really want, you will keep trying. You will never stop. In my mind, if you really like something, I wouldn't expect you to stop. I would expect you like to give up sometimes, be hurt, spend two, three months slacking. Then you will go back because yeah. that's what you really want. But most people, when they fail, they don't understand. Maybe that's what you don't, uh, that's not what you want to do. Because if you really want to do it, you will not think, hey, and also the mentality, like people I got, like where they talk to me about how to do stuff, how to succeed, how to learn, how whatever, they always ask, how much would it take me? And that's like the most, like you are like really killing yourself in that moment. Because if you try to sum up the cost of something, like how much would it cost me to learn this? Or how much would it cost me like in time or in effort to achieve this goal? you will never achieve it because at this time you're trying to save some energy. Like mm. I put like only this, uh, this part of energy and then I will succeed. That's stupid. You should go all in or you go home. That's how you win. Like people who really want to succeed in their life, they put everything they have. Like this is nothing compared to what people do. For me to achieve my goal, I put everything in line. And because I loved it, I wanted that. I wanted that. I hated not doing that. That's the idea because when I dip, when I get depressed, when I go back, when I say no, I'm a loser, say no, I'm stupid, say no, I'm not good, then I stay in that position. I hate it. I don't feel I don't feel right. But every time I try, I get a little hope yeah. that keeps me going. Maybe somebody tells me something nice, and gives me some energy, and I keep going. That's the idea. Yeah. And you also provide some materials to people, uh, like YouTube videos. to teach people yeah. and also it brings good feeling that you are doing something also for others and you are you are seeing your the result like since the beginning when you yeah. uh, started coding you see the result there and it is paid you can uh, get paid by it and this is also yeah. a motivation that you are doing what you love and it gives you nice uh, feeling yeah that, that's the idea like small small goals small achievements keep you going keep me fired up yeah like yesterday i did this this tomorrow i will do that and do that like if you keep like putting that's i think that's the trick you should never like think of uh, trying to achieve something very big then you will fail eventually every time that's uh, but you have like to have this mindset of putting like small milestones and keep getting that because that's that will keep you going yeah. hey i did this hey i did that, hey, I did that. If you do this to anything in your life, you will eventually do everything you want. But it needs time. The problem, I would think, but most people, they don't want to waste time. If you keep like counting hours, I will do 20 hours. No, that, that doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. There is no like solution like you will learn something in 40 hours or you know, something in 100 hours. That doesn't make sense. It depends on you and depends on the goals. If you really want to be good, You should spend more time than anybody, you know. That's how you become very good. Yeah. If you want to become average, you just spend half of the time. And maybe you will not succeed that way. So the more you put in, the more you get out of the output. Exactly. Uh, and I think consistency is more important. But it's okay, for example, if people take less time than others, but they will achieve things later. 
Yeah. But at least they are consi- like there is consistency. They do it. It's better than uh, being lazy to do it because it uh, will take some time. This is not a passion, I think. They, people wouldn't be passionate yeah, yeah. about what they are doing when they say, oh, it will take me time, so I will not, I would rather not do it. And Yeah, it, it needs passion. Passion will help you like when you are like really working on something, you get excited and you keep going like out of passion because yeah. you love that. You love doing that thing. That's the thing that happens like for uh, people who are really passionate. But to start the thing, everybody will be lazy. Like I will be lazy. No problem. Like every time I have want to do something, I keep procrastinating and do all of the stupid stuff. There is no... There is no formula. One day I just push myself and say, like, I would start now. Now I'm going to start. And that's how you make yeah. it. There is no, like, I will do it on a Sunday night at 9.30 and you start timing. That's, that's how you don't make it. That's why, like, even consistency, I know it's good, but I would not, like, tell people, like, be consistent. For me, like, do it. Like, how you do it, just do it. Yeah. So we like the more because the more you put rules and this should be like that and should I should work three hours in the morning three hours at night and then something happens and you say no this is out of the cycle I can't do it now mm. shouldn't be like that should be like as much as you can every time yes and uh, uh, like uh, this is the job that you got in Germany this is the current uh, job yeah, right? yeah 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 I have been here like for eight months mm-hmm. now. I work as a front-end developer here in the company. I'm responsible for building the design system and maintaining it, and also the front-end of our application. So I work at Claimsforce. Claimsforce is a company that builds uh, software for insurers mm-hmm. and TPAs. So we empower insurance companies to have better software and better delivery on their claims. So people can have like better experience when they send a claim to an insurance company. And yeah, that's our objective. Cool. It's, it's improving very well, this uh, claims force, yeah. Nice. And what are the, your current challenges? You mentioned that you always uh, try to be in a situation where you challenge yourself to grow, yeah, etc. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say like now what I, what, what I do is like I try to get bigger and bigger responsibility in the software Mm -hmm. and try to improve myself that's how i like keep pushing myself so coming here and starting working directly on the platform and stuff i really i really i think like what was the challenge for me at first was like to get to know this platform was built like i think they're we're building it like now for four years so Mm -hmm. it was very big infrastructure and my idea is like how could i be faster at implementing like how could i start faster doing stuff, how start faster developing. And that was, I think, uh, very easy to accomplish for me. But now it's more about how we improve our software, how, what's the things that I could apply through my experience on building like front-end uh, software. So yeah, that's, that's, I think, like the challenges I'm facing right now is like to improve our uh, platform. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we try to build more um, user experience uh, better user experience, better uh, user-friendly software. So that's what we are trying to achieve. It's nice that you have uh, the same goal as the company, so you are good. That's hope so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have an advice that 
maybe help uh, people who are at the same situation where you were before, like uh, your younger yeah. version of yourself, if you can. First thing, don't, don't share your dream. Sharing your dream is not a good thing if you are not in a good position. Because people will try to come up with boundaries for you and you may believe it and that may stop you. So if you have a dream, try to keep it to yourself. That, that I would think like it's a good thing because like bad feedback on an ungrown dream is very bad, very bad for you. Yeah. You would like really like criticism will kill you at, at the start. And that's very hard to come by. The only way like you would feel like you succeeded then like when you fully succeeded and that's it takes you too much time to do that on any dream so you should like keep it to yourself and keep going that's what i did all of these things that i told you about i never told anybody that i'm that i'm trying this like even my closest friends they know like um, i want it i do like some it stuff i fix their laptops mm -hmm. Yeah. But they never thought like I wanted to be like in IT or stuff. I never told anybody. Like after I failed going like to Amsterdam to study, I said like I will succeed, but I will succeed on my own. I didn't tell anybody, even my family. Mm -hmm. And that's how and that's how I I think I made it because nobody told me like to stop. I just removed that, and you don't need them. You don't need people to share your dream with you. Yes. Sharing your dream with people is actually a very bad idea. Because they will not understand your perspective. They will not understand why do you want to do that. And they will give you just a headache. You will just, uh, and they will think they are helping you. That's the problem about it. You can't even like tell them like, you are wrong, you're bad people. No, they are your parents and they think you are stupid. That's why they are saying that. So don't tell them. Just do it and do it on your own. You don't need. That's, I think, the most crucial advice I would give. Wow, it's very interesting point of view and it helps me also. I will take this advice. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, it was very nice to talk to you. Thanks for your time and for being my guest. Thank you, Am. Thank you for hosting this. Thank you for the opportunity. It was uh, really a pleasure to uh, discuss this with you. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to our next episode with a new guest and new inspiring story. Until then, stay safe and stay tuned to our next episode. Tic Tac, tackle the inspiration.